everybody, welcome back to Draco's Den, and I have another solo show for you this time. Um, we're just going to go over a few different topics that I'm going to try to be as brief as I can on in some instances, but we have a couple of different topics to cover today. Um, I'm going to address a number of things, hopefully in short form. Um, I'm going to address where I am with writing right now. Uh, where I am with the fostering process right now. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, how I'm going to decide future topics. And we are going to discuss one requested topic that I will no longer be doing. And, um, yeah, we're, we're going to get into all of that. And I'm going to try not to make this a, a terribly long episode and not be too ranty uh, with everything. So let's just go ahead and get into the topic, shall we? Let's start with the most rant-worthy part of the show so I can get it out of the way. Let's start with the topic that I will no longer be covering, not the way that I used to. We're going to go ahead and... and speak on the, the wrestling thing. I know there are several people that love to hear me go in detail and review wrestling shows. I will no longer be doing that. I am fucking exhausted with the state of wrestling in every company as it is. I will no longer sit, watch an entire show, take notes, dissect matches, dissect prom. No, we're no, I'm no longer doing any of that. If I do any of that, it will be on Jeremy's podcast only because he insists on it and I felt like jumping on. But here is how I will address the, the topic of wrestling from now on. I will dedicate a small segment to whatever I feel the need to fucking speak on. But there are enough people in the wrestling community that review this shit where I'm not going to continue to review all these shows. Even though I can watch the WWE pay-per-views for free because I'm signed in somebody else's Peacock account. Even though, you know, sometimes I've been I've been requested quite often to review AEW pay-per-views, I will not. As a fan, I am sick of wrestling or what they call wrestling now. I'm sick of the sports entertainment shit that has permeated every company at this point. I'm sick of everyone doing what they think WWE does, but doing it worse. And I'm sick of the shit that WWE does. I am uninterested in the majority of wrestling. Yes, I still follow the results mostly out of habit. The sad part is it is more interesting to look at what's going on outside of the ring in wrestling now than it is to actually watch any of the wrestling programs. And let me be clear when I say any, that means I am fucking bored with Raw, SmackDown, NXT, whatever the fuck else at main event. Uh, NXT UK, I'm not watching none of that shit, and I will fucking rather watch paint dry than watch AEW's programming. I don't like Impact Wrestling. NWA has turned me completely off. Completely and utterly. I don't care if I ever watch another NWA show again, because I will never respect a company that allows any one of its wrestlers to go disrespect their company and their product and call it fucking boring on a show that's not supposed to be in kayfabe. And not only did you say that they were boring in the 80s 
and 90s, you said that they are still boring. So I will not support the NWA because clearly it doesn't fucking support itself. Sorry, not sorry. When you learn how to keep your fucking wrestlers in line and make sure that they are doing things to elevate your product instead of turning fans away by telling us it's boring, because if you're going to fucking tell me that the product is boring and you were a low mid-card act in WWE that was basically lucky to keep a fucking job there for as long as you did, why would I watch it? This is the one way, one time I'm going to listen to the former Zack Ryder. You told me the NWA is boring, you show fucking right. I'm not watching this shit no more. I'm not watching MLW because I actually do find that one boring. Um, I tried. I tried my best, but not interested. Um, I'm going to say a couple of things that I felt on wrestling events lately as far as the issue with Vince McMahon stepping down as the chairman and CEO temporarily while they investigate the claims of him paying off his former paralegal. I'm going to say this. I don't care. I don't think the Vince McMahon will be ousted because the problem that I'm seeing is that I don't hear that the relationship wasn't consensual. Should he be reprimanded for showing favoritism to some bitch he fucking on the side when he is supposedly still a married man? Yes. But if she as a grown-ass adult agreed to the shit, knew what it was, agreed to take the fucking promotions and took the payoff, why are we, why, why should I, as the person on the outside, give a fuck? That is between Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon at this point. If they are still, in fact, legally married and, and she actually gives a shit, the only person that should be offended should be Linda. However, this ain't the first damn time we've heard about Vince going astray, and it probably won't be the last until the man dies. I don't care. Um, however, I'll say this, if he were to finally permanently step down, it would be interesting to see where Stephanie would take the company as she is the acting CEO and chairwoman. And I imagine she would get to keep that role and guide the direction of the company in the future. Other news, the Jeff Hardy situation. I look down at Tony Khan on this one because very simply... You saw what he did on his way out of WWE. What he basically did to get himself out of WWE. And you thought that you would have it easier? Let's face it. Even under Vince McMahon's watchful eye, he still got arrested while he was in this last contract. However, I don't... I don't have sympathy for Jeff Hardy at this point because at this point you're making choices. From everything in the investigation to, you know, about finding out Jeff Hardy does not have a driver's license, so he never should have been driving. There's still questions about whose fucking car he was driving and how. Um, I do understand Matt saying that it is unfair for us to expect him to babysit his brother as his brother is, in fact, an overgrown-ass man. However, to Tony Khan, I say simply this. You saw the way that he left WWE and newsflash dipshit because it, because Jeff harped on the fact that they drug tested him and it came back clean. The drug tests don't test for alcohol. Jeff has two major problems, drugs and alcohol. So if he's passing the drug test, maybe you should have thought that he probably still has a fucking drinking problem. 
You hired him knowing he acted unprofessionally on his way out of the door of WWE. And you think, am I supposed to sympathize with that? Am I supposed to feel like, well, oh, well, Tony got a raw deal? No, bitch, you knew what you were getting into. He has a history. And to everybody that bitched and complained, oh, WWE is so evil. They tried to make that man go to rehab. Well, look where the fuck he is now. At the end of the day, Jeff Hardy wanted out of WWE, not because WWE was mistreating him, because he actually does better when he's there than he does anywhere else, as has been noted from the first time he left WWE and went to TNA, the second time he left and went back to TNA, and now that he's left and gone to AEW. Look what happens when he is no longer under the stricter vision and rules of the WWE. They can't stop him from doing everything, Obviously, they can't stop them from drinking. However, when you know that there's a legitimate consequence and that consequence is that Vince McMahon will fire your ass and not think twice if you don't comply with his policies, i.e., if you keep getting arrested and he tells you you need to go to a program to get your ass clean and you tell him no, Vince McMahon fires you. If he thinks you're on drugs and you refuse the drug test, he fires you and it's in your contract that he could fucking do so. Stupid. Tony Khan says that they have some kind of drug test in place. Well, apparently it ain't fucking good enough. While you can't be responsible for them 24-7, this looks shitty on your company because you hired a known drug user and alcoholic who is known to relapse, who threw a bitch fit when WWE suggested that he relapsed, and look what he did with you. And part of the problem, too, is that unlike WWE, where Vince McMahon does what he does to make sure that careers are prolonged. He can't eliminate risk, but he can cut back on it by saying, hey, dumbass, doing a swanton bomb off of a fucking ladder onto some steel stairs, landing flat on the stairs, isn't a good idea. Look at your fucking product. Look at your injury list right now. And I'm going to say that to both companies. Now, WWE's problem is that you are running everybody ragged with these goddamn house shows that you don't even need. You are so self-sufficient at this point that the house show revenue you're making is negligible compared to your TV deals. So in the interest of longevity at this stage of life, knowing what we know about how y'all's injuries add up over time and knowing that most of your major stars only had about a 10-year shelf life, basically, of being able to do this shit full-time. Because Hulk Hogan was only, you know, full-throttle hitting house shows and shit through 1990, give or take. And he started taking his extended breaks off, and he worked a much lighter schedule in WCW. Barely wrestled on TV, and if he did, it had to be a big promoted match, and he wrestled on pay-per-view. And a lot of his matches he got protected in. They were tag matches or, you know, something where he didn't have to work so hard and he already didn't have an overly strenuous style anyway. So Hogan lasted as long as he did because after he was the top guy, he could take breaks. The Undertaker lasted for 30 fucking years and part of it is because he's a fucking freak of nature, but also because of the breaks that he would get. And knowing when was the right time to do one of those higher, more dangerous spots. I.e., the Undertaker can do a, a perfect dive over the top rope. He broke that bitch out once a year after he initially debuted it. He did it a few times when he broke it out in the feud with Shawn Michaels and Vader and all of them 
in 97, 98, but then it was once a year, if that, after 98. Matter of fact, he didn't even do the over-the-top rope dive from about 90, from the last time he did it in 98 till, fuck, 2006, 2007 was the next time that we all saw him break it out. Or, no, I think he might have broken out in 2019, but he still put years in there. So the really dangerous shit, you pick your spot. AEW wrestlers especially do not know how to pick their fucking spots. And now you have a slew of injuries, and most of them are your top draws in the company, which is why your ratings suck. So CM Punk, your supposed reigning defending world champion who can't defend the bitch, injured. Daniel Bryan, injured or Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call him, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and the list goes on and on and on. People continue to get injured because Tony Khan has no sense of fucking direction. You're a mark. It's like, oh, I love the way the match looks. Did you stop and think, oh, they're kind of literally killing themselves out there on free TV. And since your business model is actually centered around your fucking pay-per-view, stupid, at least save the big spots for pay-per-views and not every pay-per-view. Limit the shit they do. That's your job as the owner and the booker of this drizzling shit show. Oh, and maybe, you know, take some advice from somebody who knows things. Speaking of which, my other particular rant comes from AEW, but it's one particular fucking wrestler that got on my damn nerves and I just saw a report on it, Twinkle Toes. Better known to some of you as Kenny Omega. You're still bitching about Jim Cornette and y'all still keep implying that the man says what he says for shock value and not because it's actually accurate. It never occurs to you and your pea-ridden little flea brain that Jim Cornette actually points out truth and that people agree with it because we've been watching wrestling longer than your dipshit ass has been alive. Huh. Novel thought. Y'all want me to watch this shit and you have this dumb fuck that calls himself a wrestling artist, which by the way, he can fuck right off for, is injured because he's such a goddamn idiot that he didn't bother to take care of any of his nagging injuries over the years. And I'm supposed to applaud him for being a fucking trooper, but he sucked as a damn champion because he sucks as a damn wrestler. And now he's sitting there on his little stream playing Street Fighter like, oh, well, people are scared of the Colts of Cornet. No, 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 bitch. Don't put that on us. It's, if y'all are scared of the cult of Cornet, what you're scared of is the fact that we actually tell the truth. Your fucking product sucks. You suck as a fucking wrestler and you're a failure. And we don't want to see you. Oh, that hurt. And I'm, I suppose that would hurt Twinkle Toes' little feelings, but I'm sorry. I can't bring myself to give a shit when he talks like a goddamn moron. Jim, the whole idea that Jim makes comments for shock value that he doesn't believe what he says when literally everyone that has ever known the man for any extended period of time has blatantly told your stupid ass that this is legitimately what he thinks of you guys. No one anywhere has ever said that knows Jim Cornette has ever said, well, he lies. He'll say what, it, what he needs to say just to pop a view or get a, a listen or a download or whatever. He's going to say what the room thinks. 
You work in a company with Jim fucking Ross, who was very close with Jim Cornette for a number of years, and you mean to tell me that you're still stupid enough to think that what Jim Cornette says isn't what he actually thinks? And furthermore, you're so stupid and such a damn mark for yourself that you don't actually have the ability to objectively sit back and say, oh, that makes sense. So if you and your AEW little fucking so-called wrestlers are scared of Jim Cornette and the quote-unquote cults of Cornettes, which I am a member of, a card-carrying member of, by the way. What, what the fuck is wrong with you? We're not standing around with fucking pitchforks. We're not even like fans in the old days who thought this shit was real and ready to stab you, because that would be a fucking relief if you could actually do something to make us feel anything other than irritation at the fact that you're a blithering moron. But this is the shit y'all want me to watch. No. I will not be watching this shit. I will not watch any of this. I will follow along with the shit, but I will not watch the shit. I will not in-depth review any more wrestling. If there is a particular thing that happens that I want to comment on, I will speak on it. Speaking of which, I will comment on a couple of more things, and then I'm going to be done with this particular fucking topic. Um, most recently, for WWE, just so I can kind of assault them a little bit, Money in the Bank happened this past Saturday, and... Uh, your two winners on the women's side were Liv Morgan, and on the men's side was Austin fucking Theory. Um, I can see why they went with Liv Morgan, and Liv Morgan then went on to take the SmackDown women's title from Ronda Rousey. I'm okay with that because I don't see Liv Morgan as a long-term champion. Give her a defense or two, three, whatever the fuck, and then you know put it on somebody that's actually going to carry it. Uh, that does not mean put it back on Ronda, and it damn sure doesn't mean put it back on Charlotte, but work that out. But I'm okay with Liv having a little run with it. There needed to be some kind of payoff for her getting herself over the way she has. <sighs> that being said, Austin Theory is not ready for a main event spot. I know that Vince or somebody has the idea in their head that he is the next John Cena. The problem is he's not there yet. He's going to have to do something other than being the boss's little Gen Z selfie-taking lapdog for anyone to perceive him as an actual main eventer. So he's going to have to develop his personality outside of being an obnoxious twat that likes to take selfies with people that he jumped from behind. And since this contract is good for a year, you have a year to somehow make us think that Austin fucking Theory, or Theory as y'all have chosen to call him, which is stupid, so I'm going to continue to call him by his first name, which he did say Austin is his actual name. Y'all have one year to somehow build this boy up so that he looks like a credible threat against someone like Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar so y'all decide to put the belt back on him or Bobby Lashley or Drew McIntyre because right now he doesn't stack up next to those names. The worst thing y'all could do at this point is what you did. You put money in the bank on him of all fucking people that nobody's going to buy beating Roman Reigns with the run that Roman has been on. No one's going to buy him beating Brock Lesnar. Even after a last man standing match, it's just not going to fly. It's not going to work. So, to me, that was pretty fucking stupid. Another thing that I'm going to point out that annoyed me. 
I watched NXT, NXT's Great American Bash, or I watched the results of it. I caught a clip of, of the ending of it. WWE, AEW, MLW, NWA, Impact, all of y'all, I need y'all to understand this. I need y'all to dip back into kayfabe for a moment and explain to me as the viewer that why if people such as, uh, what's his name, some McDonough or Devlin, that was his name before, if he can come in and jump the top champion, the NXT champion, the world champion of that brand, and get a title shot, Please explain to me why literally everyone does not, when they decide that they want next in line, just go up and beat the fuck out of the champion by jumping in from behind. Heel or babyface, explain the logic to me and why we still have contenders matches and all of that shit when in order to announce themselves as the next challenger, all they have to do is jump the champion from behind. It's been bothering me for a number of years, but it's getting really, really stupid now. It's like, okay, so we're going to put the champion through, you know, hell and, and have him have this grueling title defense, and then he wins and he's celebrating, and oh, we're going to end with a, with a special edition of our show with the champion getting jumped from behind by a little bitch who was barely cruiserweight champion. What the fuck is happening here? Y'all can't figure out another way to, to come up with actual contenders. Y'all can't do con actual contenders matches, contenders tournaments, contenders battle royals, something that all you got to do to get a title shot is jump the champion. So my thing in kayfabe is everybody should jump the champions. Every time the champions turn around, they should be getting jumped. They walk in the building, somebody should be jumping and beating ass. I want a title shot. They leave the locker room. Somebody should be jumping and beating their ass again. I want a title shot too. Where does it end? Put the fucking logic back in our wrestling. And I know Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard and all of them don't like to acknowledge their wrestling. It's in your fucking name, so act like it. Put some logic in this shit. Stop doing the, oh, the champ, the, the a new heel that nobody gives a shit about in this case, in the case of whatever the hell they've renamed Devlin or McDonough or whatever the fuck this little pale pasty fucker's name is. Put some more logic in this. Because it doesn't actually make me give a shit about this person. It, it just makes me be like, what the fuck is going on where Braun Breaker down at NXT has gotten jumped by his last three, four challengers in order for them to get title shots. That's all they had to do. Jump him, uh, the, the Joe Gacy or whatever the fuck his name is. All he had to do was not only jump Braun, but jump his dad. And that gets you a title shot. This is boring. It's boring and it's annoying because there's no logic in it. Also, I'm utterly uninterested, to be fair, in the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar last man standing match. Because at this point, how do you end it? All of, I saw something say that they're it's supposed to be their last encounter. Well, um, is Brock supposed to take another L? Because at this point, Roman has beaten Brock more than Brock has beaten Roman. What was the point in unifying this damn belts again? Because I don't see any. 
There are too many injuries all around. I do not understand why we are still running. I understand why AEW is running house shows. That is part of how they're making their revenue because while they do have a TV deal, their deal is nowhere near as lucrative as WWE's because they don't have the same brand drawing power. And from reports that I'm seeing, they're losing, uh, you know, missing out on guests in the house shows and all that shit. They, you know, and even on their regular shows, they're not selling out arenas, even in arenas they previously sold out like they were before, probably because the product fucking sucks and people have realized that, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. Every company now needs to re-examine its business model because at this point, major stars in both major companies are getting majorly injured and out for extended periods of time left and right y'all can't really neither company even wwe as as set and engraved as they are can really afford to have as many injuries on the list as what they have right fucking now really need to get this shit together oh by the way aw the interim title thing is fucking stupid hey tony when we asked for sports space presentation we didn't mean take the dumbest fucking concept from sports and add that to your show. We meant make it feel real. We meant make it realistic. We meant make it matter. Make wins and losses legitimately matter. And if one is supposedly going for a singles title, I, I would think that only their singles win should count in their win-loss tally that propels them in contention. Make your fucking rankings make sense, asshole. Oh, and... I, I would be remiss if I didn't point out some things with Forbidden Door. I didn't give a shit. I know people wanted me to watch it. I was supposed to review it with Jeremy. First off, Jeremy hasn't got around to, to scheduling a time for us to review the show. Yes, I'm calling you out on this shit because you suggested the shit. So, I'm not reviewing it because I didn't watch it. I know the results, and I'm going to say now what I said before I, you know, was asked to review it. I don't give a fuck about the show. I'm sorry. I don't know the majority of the wrestlers from NJPW, and I am a wrestling fan. I don't know these people. So here's a thought, Tony Khan. If you're going to do a major show like that called Forbidden Door, because, oh my god, it's two companies working together. We've never fucking seen that shit before, dumbass. At least build this shit up six months to a year in advance so that you have time to showcase the talent that the fucking American audience does not know. Call that what you want, but the fact of the matter is we do live in our own little bubble. And NJPW and and all that shit, really, even though there are some ways to watch it, the average person doesn't know those. I don't know the majority of the names. I don't know the guy that was in the main event with Moxley and don't give a shit to If you want us to get invested in things like this, especially long-term, and you should really start thinking about things long-term, one would think that you would understand the very basic concept of, I need to have a reason to give a shit about these people. You need to display them and build them so that I give a fuck. If you had done literally anything and taken any kind of actual time to build this shit. Explain to me why certain matches are quote-unquote dream matches because first of fucking all, let me explain something to you, Tony Khan. Ain't a damn thing that John Moxley does a dream match to me. 
But if you want me to believe your hype, because WWE is much better at this than you are. If you want me to believe the hype that this match that you're, you're giving me is a quote-unquote dream match, tell me why. Show me why. I need history. So that means you should have taken six months to a fucking year to establish all of these people that you want to bring in for potentially big-ass matches to tell us who they are. Don't make me have to go research shit just to figure out if I give a fuck about your goddamn program, jackass, because that means I don't. I do not give one French fried titty fuck about this program if I have to go look up who all these people are. I barely know who the fuck is on your roster, let alone people from a company that barely streams over here. In order for you to get it, you have to be subscribed to one to fucking fight TV or something in order to even watch them. Which I'm not subscribed to because I don't give a fuck enough to watch them. No one's giving me any reason to. And I understand that there is a U.S. version of NJPW that airs on some form of television network. Again, give me a reason to care. So this is the last little rant that y'all are going to get from me on wrestling shit for a while. Anything else that I get, if something major comes up, I will stick a piece in a show about. But there will be no more full-length reviews because it is now completely torturous for me to sit and watch these things on on every company, not just AEW. So just in case one of the AEW fangirls or fanboys are listening and want to bitch and complain because I'm burying their promotion, I don't fucking like WWE either. I don't want to watch any of this shit, so I'm not. So there will be no more full-length, full-show reviews of a full pay-per-view or TV show or whatever. And I'm not even going to allow myself to be provoked into burying AEW for another month again, despite the fact that a couple of people have tried, because I just don't want to watch it. It makes me unhappy. I'm too old to sit and watch and listen to things that make me unhappy. So there will be no more wrestling reviews in the future. Okay? Good. All right, now I don't want to have to go on too long about things, so let's see if I can combine some of the other things. Let's speak um, a little bit on something that might be a bit of a downer, and it is what it is at this point, but here's where I am as far as writing goes. I am disgruntled. I am very unmotivated in my writing lately. It is for those that don't understand, it is so much work. Not only doing the writing, but, you know, keeping track of the formats in which I release things, you know, because I do have the one story that's going on Kindle Vela, then the rest are being released the way I normally do. Then there's the editing, the cover designs, and, you know, paying for those. I have no problem, by the way, paying my cover designer, but going through all of that work and then the marketing just sucks all of the energy out of me and as of late i'm not seeing the type of results that i would like to see it is very hard to remain motivated so i'm working at my own pace i may continue to put the journey story out on kindle vela but it remains to be seen if I will continue doing enough work at a reasonable enough pace to put out anything the standard way. Um, it is hard to maintain the inspiration when you don't really 
feel the payoff anymore. Um, support has kind of been less than what it should. Not just from people I know. Although I don't get much from them. The dream I have of, of you know, being able to write full time, it just seems really far off. And in complete transparency here, I, I just really don't have the motivation to keep doing it right now. So um, all I can tell you is hope for the best, but I don't foresee myself doing as much writing in the near future. Um, it's, it's just getting a little depressing, honestly. It's tiring, it's depressing, and it's not feeling full, very fulfilling anymore. Um, if that lets you down, sorry, but this is the way I've been feeling when, you know, in addition to all the stuff that goes into writing the book, the marketing, and then, you know, that need for reviews in order to help with the marketing, but you're not really getting enough. And I don't really feel like I should have to continually give out free copies in order to try to get someone to review things that they turn around not to review. So that's how I'm going to continue forward at this point. I'm stepping back from writing for the most part. Um, if I feel the inspiration to pick up my laptop or a notebook and do something, I will. But um, we'll see what comes of that. Um, in other news, as far as the fostering thing, I've finally gotten licensed here and just have not had a child presented to me yet to take in. But I'm also going to say this, because Arizona took so damn long to license me here. And I have been working on licensing since I moved into my bigger apartment in November of 2021. It is now July of 2022. I just got licensed as of June 27th, 2022. That is seven fucking months of going through all the crap that they request for me to finally get licensed. Then I was told by the end of the week I should have a placement and I don't have one yet. So I'm going to go ahead and say this. As much as I love fostering and as much as I love the children I've already helped raise, and I, as much as I was looking forward to raising more children, if they don't hurry the hell up and bring me a child, I'm not going to continue to foster. And I'm going to be real on my reasoning for this. A, I jumped through every fucking hoop that I had to jump through, and I had to jump through some of them multiple times in order to get shit done. B, I'm paying substantially more in rent to have the bigger place to have room for the children, and there's no one here. Third, I'm getting ready to start traveling. And while I can travel anywhere I want in the U.S. with the children, I can't take them overseas. And I do have an overseas trip planned and the deposit put down for it for next year. So my thing is this, while I'm still in the giving type of mood and I want to do the fostering, Arizona needs to hurry the fuck up. Y'all are short foster parents. 
for all the children that y'all have in this damn system, but y'all ain't making no damn moves to bring me one. So if y'all are going to make any moves, I'm going to make a move. So if I don't have a child by next month in August, then I will no longer be fostering here because I'm going to move to a different apartment. And whether or not that one is a two bedroom or one bedroom is fucking irrelevant to me. All that matters to me at this point is that it's cheaper. And that will be how I will continue forward. Now, if they bring me a child, then I will continue where I'm at and we, I'll do what needs to be done. But I have to have a timeline cut off to, you know, finally be able to get some things done that I want done. And if, you know, they're going to drag their ass, I'm not going to sit and beg them to allow me to do what I've been wanting to do anymore. And let's be real. I have four children already. I have my goddaughter and I have three sons that I've raised. And, you know, while I don't have contact with my youngest one, I still have contact with the oldest two. And I still do some things for them and I'm still guiding them and, you know, trying to get them in the right direction, even though it's from a distance. So I am perfectly fucking okay not returning to fostering if they can't do it on my time schedule. All right. And that being said, the next thing I wanted to tackle was how I'm going to determine future topics. Now, I still have the few that I've mentioned that I want to do, but in order to not rack my brain and in order to be able to stay a little bit more consistent with the podcast, I've noticed that the, you know, a number of Reddit topics like the Am I the Asshole threads or whatever actually make for really good topics. So for future shows, I'm going to incorporate some of those into the topic. Now, when, you know, I have a, a big, you know, discussion or whatever, I will still continue to have guests and do, you know, that one particular topic with them. But for like these individual shows, I think I would just like to have a little bit more fun. So doing some of those Reddit or Twitter or Facebook topics that I see come up, that's how I'm going to kind of format the shows from now on, at least for the foreseeable future. Again, if anything comes up, you know, a new topic comes up, a new suggestion comes up um, and someone sends it to me and I find it interesting, I will continue to do it the way that I want to. If something personal pops up that I think would make a really good topic, I'll continue to do that. Uh, we will still revenge, you know, revisit the Fuckboy Chronicles every so often, especially as new Fuckboy incidents come up. I will still do occasional story times, um, you know, in between from, you know, shit from my own life that I find funny or would be beneficial to share. Um, I will still speak on... LGBT topics because I'm in the community. Um, I will still speak on, you know, black central, you know, centric topics because I'm also black. Can't really separate that part of myself. Um, I already spoke on Roe v. Wade and all that stuff on Jeremy's show, and I'm leaving that episode just on his show. Because I don't feel like editing it. Just to be perfectly honest with y'all. I ain't editing shit. So. 
that is how I will continue forward, though, to, you know, keep up with what's going, you know, how I want to release podcast episodes to keep them interesting and fun and to keep myself motivated to continue doing them. That's how I will plan to continue forward from here. Um, beyond that, um, those were the main updates that I really wanted to give at this point. Um, as I expected, the wrestling part went a little, it went a lot longer than any other part, just cause I had some shit to get off my chest that I hadn't had time to get off. Um, so to sum it up, I'm at least at this point on a hiatus from writing unless the, the mood strikes me. And if it strikes me and you know, it's on the journey story, then you'll see a new chapter up. If not, then screw it. Um, and until I find that motivation again, I'm just not continuing for it with that at this point. Um, I'm okay with, with continuing the podcast cause I still have inspiration to do the podcast because well, I like to talk. So, uh, and as I said, the fostering thing, I will update everyone again next month. If I have not received a child, you know, they've not been placed in my home, then I'll update everyone that I have officially decided to no longer do the fostering thing. And I will begin making my road trips and things like that and taking flights and going places that I'd rather be. Uh, and preparing most importantly, to move and probably downsize. And um, I'm going to peruse through different uh, the Reddits and things like that to find some interesting topics to cover in the next couple of shows. And then we'll see where we go from there. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and close this out because I didn't want to ramble on too long. So... As usual, if you have more feedback, feel free to reach out to me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Draco's Den, and also TikTok if you really want to. Um, or you can use my website, which is dracosden.com. As for the podcast itself, if you would like to keep the additional motivation going, you would like to support the podcast, you can either do the monthly donations from the anchor version of the podcast and hit the donate button, or go to my website and hit the one donate button there to do a one-time donation. Again, these things help keep the bills paid and therefore keep the podcast moving. So your support is appreciated. Um, yeah. And that'll tie us up for today. As usual, I would like to remind people to make wise decisions as far as their health is concerned and the pandemic is concerned. Um, I know we just passed the 4th of July and I would pretty much like to put out the public service announcement that y'all should be done popping them fucking fireworks at this point. Please stop. You've already aggravated enough people's PTSD and traumatized enough small children and animals. And with that being said, I'm just going to go ahead and sign off here. I will catch y'all on the next show. Thank you.